thank you for joining me once again as we uh, uh, turn uh, the page and open another chapter in the book of Ephesians. We've made our way to chapter 5. Uh, we will be uh, looking at the first 14 verses of Ephesians 5. So if you have a Bible, uh, take it and open it uh, to that chapter as we continue to flesh out the implications of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And just a kind of a, a thread or a, a, a kind of a, a banner that we could put over this entire section. It is impossible to make the claim of knowing Christ as your Lord and Savior. It is impossible to claim that you've been born again. It is impossible to claim that indeed I'm a Christian if that reality, the power of the gospel, has not marked you, defined you, changed you from who you once were to who you now are. And so Paul has just laid out some really practical kinds of guidelines as this is what we should expect to see uh, in the lives of those that uh, confess Christ. And so he wrote, beginning in verse 1, uh, Therefore, uh, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Uh, but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness or foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place, but rather let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partakers with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and, and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful uh, works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible, for everything becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Again, continued instruction as to how we are to seek, cultivate, nurture, fan into flame uh, the realities of our salvation in Christ, the, the realities of the gospel. Uh, again, uh, a, a broad introductory statement, again, preceded by a therefore. Again, what I've said got connected to what I'm about to say. Be imitators of God as beloved children. And so it's very obvious uh, as we've observed children over the years uh, that you uh, will say things, this children uh, has this characteristic, this mannerism, uh, this, this child looks like their parents or acts like their parents in this way. Well, again, we're children of God. And so we would expect to see uh, some way uh, that we uh, mimic God, that, that we act like God, that we begin to, in, in, a, in a sense, look uh, like God, that our lifestyle is to be that 
of love because, again, Christ is the great lover of our soul, having loved us to the point that he would die uh, on uh, the cross. And then again, he goes back into this laundry list of sinful activity that is absolutely unacceptable uh, for the people of God. And, and again, this warning that if, if you're defending, if, if you are living, uh, if, if you're in an unrepentant state related to, to these gross habitual sins, and, and particularly it seems like he's interested in the issue of sexual immorality, do not presume that you're saved, that your ultimate destination is heaven that this is entirely inconsistent. It's just something that, that really uh, could not uh, happen. That, that grieving of the Holy Spirit would uh, be, be something, or the grieved Holy Spirit would bear uh, witness. And, and those in the church, there's kind of a twofold, and, and, and we have to be discerning as to how this works. But there is a reality that those that are lives are characterized by immorality and impurity. Uh, we're, we're to uh, not be in partnership with them, uh, but, but we are to go to them, and we are to warn them. And again, we, we don't have time here to talk about appropriate church discipline, uh, but the Bible does call for that, that uh, speaking the truth in love, being loving, walking in love, is not tolerating and at accepting uh, consistent, uh, immoral uh, behavior, beh behavior that's inconsistent with the character of, of Christ. And so uh, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Verse 6, don't, don't be deceived. Uh, for those that live this way, they will certainly incur the wrath of God. And for you, the believer, don't join with them. Uh, don't be identified uh, with them. Uh, don't take part in their unfruitful works of darkness. And as we often know, you do live in the world, but we are not to be of the world. Uh, we are to seek for the sake of the gospel to at least to be in dialogue with the unbelieving world. But we're not to let the unbelieving world influence us. We are to influence them. And so uh, we are to be uh, alert and sober people in this very difficult age that we live in. The age has been difficult uh, since the Garden of Eden, and uh, there have been ebbs and flows, and it seems like uh, uh, there's quite an uh, increasing flow of evil in our day. Uh, but uh, uh, to be sure, all evil will ultimately be exposed. All evil uh, will be revealed uh, on that day. Uh, that Christ returns to judge the living uh, and the dead. And so, again, very practical um, um, emphasis on, on how we are to live in light of the gospel. And, again, the reminder of the practical ramifications of sound doctrine and sound theology. Uh, uh, orthodoxy always results in orthopraxy. And so uh, I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.